Hey, yo, what it do? Happy motherfucking Wednesday. It's your boys, the Meander Podcast, about 11 p.m. I'm Garrett. This is my boy. I'm Dino, the one and only. You already know we're about to be getting into it tonight, talking some NBA, some Wizards woes, LaMelo Ball, and, you know, talking about some some basketball in general. So we'll go ahead and get into it here. Yeah, man. Um, Let's first talk about, I mean, we're watching the the Wizards game right now against the Pelicans. Um, But, yeah, what? They're on a six-game losing streak. Yeah. Struggling a little bit. Having a tough um, time. Yeah, no. Beal has actually, you know, been hooping out last yeah. five games. Um, and I don't know if you noticed or not, man, but, like, NBA Twitter, hashtag free Beal. It's been trending. Yeah. How, as, a, as a Wizards fan, how you feel, man? I mean, you know, how can you feel, really? Um, it's not, you know, he's doing everything he can out there. And, you know, as a fan, you know, you know, the mindset that Beal is in and, you know, the mindset, his loyalty and what he's trying to do with the team and the direction he's trying to, you know, take the team. But uh, obviously it's, you know, it's trying to see, see stuff like this. You know, I, I just think about like, Be- all right, Beal's loyal. He's down to ride through and, you know, fight. But then what's he thinking when he's seeing all this stuff on Twitter? You know, what's he seeing when, you know, What's he thinking when he think when he go to a different team and have a legitimate shot of winning a ring right away, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it's always questions, but, you know, I think the boy Bradley Beal is here for here for the ride, you know, at least till the end of his extension. Um, It's not, you know, an absurd amount longer. He'll be in his prime when he's leading when the extension ends. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to, hard to see these rumors, but, or not even the rumors, just the speculation and all the memeing um but hey that's just how it goes you know, i feel it yeah really struggling and one good player on a team where nobody else is balling it's it's not a good look yeah washington's been on the butt of the joke uh this week man and recently and honestly they have a solid team you know um definitely might be on the on the hashtag fire scott brooks wave yeah um, agreed but i mean look russell westbrook is playing how russell westbrook plays Right. And he's still shooting 47%, which everybody says is trash. Like, yeah, he chucks at like 22 shots a game or whatever. But I mean, look, he's he's getting it done. He's getting efficient enough. And he actually pulls a lot of weight on both sides of the court and with pace. Uh, so I feel like Russell Westbrook is not the problem here. Problem is really just how their um, paint defense is really looking right now. It's looking really soft, I would yeah. have to say. Yeah. Um, especially with that 76ers game. Um, MB just bodied them, boys. Or, yeah, but I mean, who has MB not bodied this season? Yeah, the NBA is built different now. There's not many players that are built to guard MB. That's serious. But then, yeah, in Houston, uh, but I mean, when yeah, Houston and uh, Washington played, John Wall set out as a mission, you know, kind of like show Washington what's up because you know he wasn't done yet. Yeah. So uh, um, that was a nice battle between them. But as watching that game, uh, you really saw, yeah, the paint was just open for John Wall. I mean, and for yeah, it's not like John Wall torched us for a forty bag, you know. No, nah, he, he didn't. But it was a fair game, you know. The Rockets they have a better team than we do at the current moment. You know, there's no disputing that. I mean, we lost our centerpiece, uh, Thomas Bryant. You know, he's out. Um, it hasn't looked good. You just so, can't – yeah, it's just the it's defense, just, I feel like, that's really the main issue. You can't get crucial stops when y'all really need to. 
Um, but I mean, look, this is their first year together. I feel like they're like one piece away becoming like a truly good playoff team, maybe even like future title contenders. You never know. But right now, I think that Beal is happy in Washington. We can all agree on this. Let's be real. I mean, he's he's upset with the current state of the team, but I'm I'm sure he's happy being in, in you know with the Wizards and everything. I mean, he's hooping out. He's getting the ball, you know, majority of the time. He's the number one scorer, like you know, number one option, yeah, for scoring. So I mean, why would he yeah. leave that? And then you know, he's a grinder. He's a grinder. Yeah, uh, I'd I don't say. know. I'm not sure what the uh, you know outside speculation is on how uh, you know Bradley Beal is perceived in D.C., but he's really that guy, you know, in D.C. Especially after you know John Wall leaving, the city of D.C. has a whole lot of love for John Wall. Um, you know, the organization may not. Um, I don't really think that was the case, honestly. I think there was lots of moving parts there. I don't think John Wall was happy here, per se, either near the end of his career or near the end of his tenure here. But regardless, um, the city loves Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal is really happy here. He's really got a spot here. Um, looks pretty pissed right now on the sidelines, but yeah, he does. that's how it is. Uh, I mean, they're down by 17 right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it's tough going right now, but the season is not, you know, it's not a fire sale yet. It's not a lost cause yet. I don't think we need to clean house. I don't think we're looking at a full rebuild here, um, which is what a lot of people are probably calling for, asking for Bradley Beal to get traded and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I think it's not a lost cause. We'll turn it around. um, You know, we'll see what happens as to how good we are, but I think we'll get things figured out. And part of that goes along with perhaps the coaching change. So yeah, I mean, we'll as, see what the front offs can get done. As we're speaking right now, Wizards and Pelicans games going on. Bradley Beal's about to drop a fifty bomb. I mean, you know, like he was close to a fifty bomb. I mean, look, it's upsetting. Like, yeah, when you when you score that much and you still lose, but and in the same return, that could be somewhere else. You know, where he could go somewhere else and still do that and still lose. So I think the high energy is, is high hope that they, they figure it out throughout the season, get the things clicking that they need to, add some pieces, and try again next year. Because, I mean, Bradley Beal is still in his prime, and he is, he's a grinder, like I'm trying to say. Yeah, So, definitely. But, yeah, um, let's talk about another person that's kind of unhappy. Uh, a lot of those LaMelo stands, man, talking about how LaMelo should be the starter. Should be the you know have more minutes. Um, I highly disagree. That's my opinion as a Hornets fan, not a Lamelo fan. I'm a big Hornets fan. Um, you know, last week Brego said that. I mean, look, if you're gonna turn the ball over 15 times or five times in 17 minutes, then like I'm not gonna put you on the court unless you can provide me something else besides what you do usually. And I totally agree. Recently, Lamelo has been having a, a very bad plus uh, minus uh, today. Played against the, uh, the Pacers, we lost. Sabonis had a triple double. Whatever, they you know Pacers are a beast. But Lamelo uh, played 22 minutes. And he had like four points, and he was negative 24 for the day. You know, so um, I think Brego is doing a good job at limiting his minutes, just trying to get him adapted to the NBA environment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not he's not really producing with those minutes that he's given, anyways. So I don't know, y'all boys just don't watch basketball or whatnot. I mean, Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham, everyone wants to hate on Devontae Graham because he's been a little bit on a stink 
on his three-point shooting. I mean, but look, we all know we've seen it in the NBA already. We haven't seen it from LaMelo yet. And yeah, you can argue the fact that you haven't given him the opportunity to, but I mean, you give it to him and like, he really could be busted. You know what I'm saying? Easing him in, putting him into that environment and strengthening, like involving his skills so that eventually he can do this on a regular basis and play with these boys is the entire move. I, I fully support Brego. Uh, you know, Gordon Hayward's going crazy right now. He did slow down today at 16 points today. But, I mean, Gordon Hayward loves playing in Charlotte. I mean, he said about it in the interview. And, uh, you know, this team is young. So fucking young. So Yeah. Um, very young team, you know. It's uh, with a player like LaMelo Ball, I feel like they've really got to ease him in, you know. Plus minus is a stat that sometimes gets overlooked, especially by people that aren't huge NBA fans or, you know, just bandwagon fans or whatnot. Um, but it's really important, you know, not that it always is a perfect reflection, but, you know, if the players, if the team is not, uh, you know, outscoring the opponent opposing team while the certain players on the court, and that's a consistent factor, and that, that's something that needs to be looked at. And obviously you can't be turning the ball over common the common issue with rookies but it's all about just getting acclimated to the nba ball he's been playing on different different levels whether it be professional um or whatnot um so this the nba is the highest level the highest level league uh, in the world he'll definitely get acclimated young team in the in charlotte but very exciting team um level we're seeing from terry rosier start the season exactly obviously uh gordon hayward has been playing great looking like pre-injury Gordon Hayward maybe even better um PJ not, looks good on some wood yeah. but uh yeah looking very good PJ's PJ looking Washington. good after I called him out and he's looking good now yeah. you heard but your comments Miles Bridges what the fuck are you doing let me call yeah. you out what the fuck have you been doing shape up you start honestly um yeah but definitely an exciting future for the Hornets uh no they've I'm got a excited. good team I think they've got the right guy at the head coach position um at least for the time being, you know, for their, their growth phase that they're in. And yeah, they're, they're very exciting, very exciting to watch. And it's really great to see Gordon Hayward out there balling like that. Honestly, That's what I'm saying they're sitting the question marks and the injuries. And... Exactly. Now, you, you know, something else, just when you see a player come back from a vicious injury like that and still be able to hoop out, I mean, he's looking like, I think even better than his Utah days when he was an all-star, he's definitely gonna be an all-star this year. If he's not, he's a snub. Yeah. Uh, That's for sure. All right. Um, but you know, that being said, I think that, you know, Charlotte's going to be straight. Uh, we're sitting at seven and 10 right now, potential playoff team. And, you know, like we're only getting better every single year. I strongly feel that. So, but you know, with the shortened season, like this, like with the year we have this year, you know, like 10 less games, I think we could really make it. We could really make it. And, you know, maybe not make an impact, but really show these players that are these uh, other, you know, fanboys that, you know, the Hornets the real deal. It's not all about Lomelo. We have good pieces around them. And, you know, he will adapt into um, the team and we'll grow as a team. It's not all about Lomelo, man. So stop. Uh, yeah. Get his uh, meat out your mouth. <laughs> as you want <laughs> you want to call it. Yeah, most definitely. Facts. Uh, but as we were talking about the ball brother, uh, Lomelo, let's talk about the other ball brother. Angelo, nah, it's like I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I'm playing. Was. I'm playing. Lonzo, I, um, I mean, watch the Pelicans game right now. Uh, we can really talk about them. Lonzo is 
you know, among the top players looking to get traded this uh, upcoming deadline. And, you know, he's, he has not shown what he could be really doing as we all expected him to be, you know, coming out of high school and college, he looked like a superstar. Now he's kind of fell down that kind of like asset role where he, he's borderline, maybe all-star just sitting there at basic starter. Um, but let's talk about it. Um, you know, what do you think Lonzo Ball's perfect destination would be? Um, I don't really know, honestly. It's hard to pick a situation in which Lonzo Ball um, would really excel. You know, as you said, like we haven't seen quite what we expected from Lonzo this far into his career. Um, and, you know, it's hard to think of teams that really want to take on that question mark and are willing to take on that development. Um, but I could see him going to a team like the Bulls. You know, I agree. I agree. Um, they they uh, could really use him. He could mesh melt well with their current stars. They have, um, you know, Zach Levine. Yeah. They got them boys. I mean, Laurie Marketing is on the the back end of his contract, so you might see a ship and you know sign and trade there. Laurie Marketing and Lonzo Ball, um, and you know, which would be great because then we get to see the you know Wendell Carter get there and explode. Um, hopefully with Lonzo Ball, we'll see, you know, a little bit more development from Denzel Valentine, um, who, you know, who was supposed to be a potential star coming out of Michigan State. I thought he was going to be a beast. Um, and they had a couple other guys that I don't really give a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, Zach Levine, he definitely prosper from it. You know what I'm saying? It takes the weight off his shoulders, I feel like, a lot. Yeah. Having, a, you know, like a two-way guard like Lonzo who can also facilitate and, you know, Zach Levine's yeah. just proven score. Oh my yeah, god! They yeah, could really is. use a great playmaker, you know, to compliment him and yeah, distribute the load, take some of the load off his back. Um, and Laurie Markkinen, I think it's probably safe to say that he's not going to be looking to re-sign with Chicago after his free agency. You know, I think he's going to have he's definitely going to want to test the test the free agency market out, test the waters. He's going to have a ton of value. Exactly. Um, provided he can stay healthy this season. I think that's a big injury prone guy. He's kind of injury prone. Guys, yeah. He could stay healthy all season and show that he could play a, a full season. I saw air quotations because obviously the season's not a regular season, but yeah. <laughs> more regular than last. Um, yeah. So I don't think he's going to be looking to hastily resign with Chicago. So it's definitely some somebody there probably trying to move as well. So that could be a good uh, trade right there. Uh, probably a pick involved, a pick swap or something on Brooklyn side uh, or Brooklyn um, on Lonzo's side, just to uh, you know to sweeten the deal because I think marketing probably carries a little more value in the market. But that's a fact. You know, as a future asset, Lonzo might have you know more potential. I mean, um, he's looking so. like yeah. He's looking like a solid asset in my eyes. Lonzo would be great anywhere. Um, one of my picks I feel like would be great in New York. Not the Nets, but the Knicks. All right. Um, you know, Alfred Payton is not doing it, I feel like, in my opinion. Uh, quickly, who, you know, rookie, rising star, looking like a baller a little bit. He could, you know, look like a, another scene, like um, get out of that. 
Tom Thibodeau veteran scenery where Thibodeau, you know, really be playing like six people for like 40 minutes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You get out of there, go to Pelicans and like change out your atmosphere and like really ball out. Cause I think quickly is a nice star that's under the radar right now, just because he's getting low minutes with Thibodeau. Yeah, um, he's getting very inconsistent minutes with Thibodeau. Exactly. So I think that Lonzo Ball going into New York Knicks would fit this system great. I mean, he's a facilitator and they have, you, they have great players. And, you know, Austin Rivers had, had an incredible half. I'm not going to say game because he had an incredible half. Yeah. All right. They still lost. All right. Um, but let me tell you that they got Mitchell Robinson, who I think is a great pick and roll player, great defensive anchor. Um, I mean, and they're sitting eighth um, in the standings right now in the East uh, Eastern Conference, man. They're looking like a playoff run team. So why not make those moves to try to like, you know, yeah, get there, yeah, and really um, make a push for the playoffs instead of just tanking every single fucking year. New York wants to fucking see the Knicks go crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have many thoughts on that. You know, New York is a uh... – as much as you're pulling for New York and sucking New York off recently, like, you know, Randall's looking like an all-star. as everyone has randomly recently, like, I mean, they're a franchise that's lost right now. They've got a terrible front office. Um, Dolan is ass. Yeah. Maybe the worst front office in the league. Um, I don't know. You know, they definitely could potentially make the playoffs this season. The East is looking pretty weak. Uh, I, I definitely don't think the playoff picture is going to look like it does today. But if they continue to play at this rate, they probably will make the playoffs. But again, like, I don't think, you know, I don't know. I think they got heart. I mean, they need a point guard. I think Lonzo would be great for the team, at least. Yeah, he could definitely so, fit in, you know. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And, like, that spotlight again, you know, we might see an emergence of LeVar come back out of the woodworks and start talking his shit again. That, that'd be kind of funny, I mean, I guess. And, and Lonzo's <laughs> play would go down the drain. Yeah, as right. As it has every time LeVar opened his mouth shit dude but no yeah Lonzo's a great asset he's always been talking you know he's been the talk of the, the fucking twitter town for about the last two days talking about let's get him out of there maybe even the warriors it's a lot of the warrior talk warriors trying to ship out Ubre and shit um i mean yeah the warriors look like they need a piece to get back together looking just like a little bit of averageness um yeah man yeah, for sure. It's uh, yeah, the Warriors have been hot and cold on a nightly basis. They've been getting blown out or playing competitively. Um, yeah, tough in Golden State, you know, without Clay and all their pieces, they really don't look like the same team. So, whether or not they're yeah. going to try to pursue, you know, pursue that this season or just kind of wait out the injury and play the off season, um, who knows. No. Draymond looks average, as as I thought. Without very stars average, around him, he looks know. very average. Um, Wiggins though is a dub. He's been an emergence. We we had a conversation about it earlier. I, I had no faith in Wiggins coming from the preseason, and from last season, he just has no heart in the game. Uh, but recently, he's just been blowing up. So I mean, you know, my hat's off the fucking Wiggins, man. It's making a difference. But uh. As we move on from that, we'll talk about, like, actually good teams. Fuck it, why not, right? Because we'll talk about the um, NBA power rankings. Uh, it was listed on Monday, but we'll talk about where they stand right now. All right? Uh, and your thoughts, where you think they should be placed at. So, for number one, uh, LA Lakers. With the exception they lost today, 
Where you would you rank them at? Um, you know, I don't think they really drop much. You know, um, the current rankings. Um, yeah, I think they probably drop down to two or drop down from one to two. You know, losing to the Sixers. Um, it's it's a loss, but the Sixers have been amazing at home. Not that the Lakers haven't been amazing on the road, but you know, fans are not home court advantage is something. Um, especially Philly, you know, it's that kind of environment. Um, yeah, I think they drop a little bit. I don't think tonight's loss really shows a whole lot. You know, it's early season and um, LeBron didn't play as great as he did in the previous game. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't really as aggressive yeah. as he was in Cleveland, maybe not with the juice. And to be completely honest, it looked like Philly, like really played their heart out. Oh really, yeah. Really played hard. And the Lakers, you know, maybe didn't. And uh leave everything on the court you know so uh they they definitely fall it's definitely you know it's a loss you know and it it sucks but uh, i think the lakers are still you know still up there in the power rankings definitely still one of the top teams in the league if not that is their top yeah that's their first road loss yeah first road loss of the season yeah so So, um i agree with garrett i mean they don't really fall that much down you know they lost to a top five power ranking team i think right and like they look – I mean, they look decent. I mean, it went to a, down to the wire. And we really, really didn't see the best Lakers that we possibly could. Yeah. All right, yeah. It came down to a game winner over game Alex winner, Caruso. And Caruso did play good defense. Yeah, it was as good a defense as he, he, played as he good could defense. have played, potentially. Yeah. Um, Tobias Harris with the pull-up. You never knew – you know, as a defender, you never know he's going to pull up right there. Exactly. He looked like he was head down but, to the hoop looking for the foul call. So – it was a great, great shot by Tobias losing to a game winner. You know, it stings, but also it shows that, you know. They wanted to run yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, the, the, uh, yeah, the, Lakers, the Lakers did. did. They were down. And, coming, like, yeah, Caruso looked good in, in late late in the fourth, too. So, I mean, like, I, I don't, you know, fuck it. It's, it's a loss, but it was a good loss. I'll probably drop them down to probably three. Yeah. Three, because, yeah, um, for number two in the power rankings, we have the L.A. Clippers. Um, they did lose to uh, the Atlanta Hawks yesterday. Trey Young dropped that uh, 38 points. Um, where would you place them at now? Um, honestly, to be completely honest, I've got the L.A. Clippers moving up to the number one spot simply because the loss to the Hawks – uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George did not play obviously the and it was still a very competitive game it took a huge game by Trey Young to take him down not that Trey Young doesn't have huge games all the time um, freaking beast but yeah I think the Clippers move up uh, I think they've looked really good Kawhi Leonard has been unstoppable recently uh, on both ends of the court obviously his defense is just ridiculous and Paul George has looked pretty good definitely picked up his play from uh, the end of last season and the start of this season. So he's look, looked good. And yeah, this Clippers team has looked really good to start the season. Um, the loss to the they, Hawks, you know, I don't, I put an asterisk on that just because. Yeah, they uh, both didn't play. Yeah, both their superstars didn't play. No, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, Clippers seeing at one, that doesn't feel right for me just because, I mean, with the, yeah. I guess the exception that Paul George and Kawhi didn't play, I'd leave them at two. In my opinion, they didn't really do much. They didn't. They didn't change. I leave them at two. 
Okay. Um, fair, fair. Yeah. So moving forward, um, Utah Jazz takes the number three spot. They're on an eight-game winning streak, actually moving up to nine games with their win today um, against the Mavericks. Rudy Gobert looked pretty damn good today without Donovan Mitchell. Where would you rank them now? Um, you know, I've got to keep the Utah Jazz at three. You know, I don't think they're a more a better team than the Lakers, the Clippers, personally. Um, but you know, all around, they can really they really they really do it on both ends of the court. Um, Rudy Gobert, you know, he might be on the bad end of a lot of highlights, but that's just because he's in every he's he's in every play. You know, he plays really hard. He played really great without Donovan Mitchell tonight. I don't think anybody saw that kind of offensive production coming. No, not even um, Shaq, huh? Yeah, not even Shaq. <laughs> so it was a uh, yeah. The the Jazz have looked really good. Top five offense and top five defense. Um, a really a really solid team. Definitely a contender going in uh, or coming early in the season. So okay, um, I agree with you totally. I Jazz look fucking amazing. All right. Every single like asset from defense to offense, they're top five in. They're amazing. Okay, they're great. But I have to drop them at four just because I put the Lakers at three because I don't think the Jazz are better than the Lakers. Yeah, that's I like agree. the only only thing that hurts. So out of out of just dropping the Lakers down, that you the, the Jazz fall. Um, but no, everything I've seen from the Jazz looks amazing. All right, their their usage. Their, their defense, offense, their pace, everything is top notch. Okay, um, the great players, uh, you know, the great coach. They got you know, good organization. Yeah. So it is to sit there in top five at least, in my opinion. Yeah, jazz um, fans should be excited. To nah, see yeah, sure. they look good. All right, y'all got good pieces. Um, but yeah, going on the the true uh, power ranking four, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. Um, with this game, uh, when the 76ers have Joel Embiid and Seth Curry playing in those games, they're now 10-0. and 0. All right. They are now 10-1 at home, the best home record. They are number one in the East. Where do you rank them? Um, you know, uh, keep them at four. Keep them at four. You know, Philly is really good. You know, they play really fast. They, they've got a lot of good players. Ben Simmons has um, receded a little bit, but the team has been playing great. So, I mean, you can't argue with success. Uh, definitely one of the top contenders out of the East, probably the top contender out of the East at this point. Um, I, I keep the, the 76ers at four. And the only reason I don't put them higher, even after beating the Lakers, is just because – it came down to a game winner. They play in the Eastern Conference. I'm going to be traditional, and I'm just going to say, you know, those three Western Conference teams are better, in my opinion. I feel it. So. I feel it. But I got to disagree with you, man. I got to disagree with you, man. I got to put them at first. Uh, they jumped three spots for me, being the Lakers, number one power ranking team. Uh, they're perfect from the road games. They were 10-0. Now they're 10-1. Um, Hard-fought game. As, as we were saying, Lakers did make a run in late and – 76ers answered. Tobias Harris, you earned your motherfucking contract with this. All right, boy, earned your motherfucking contract with this. All right, because um, they look like, you know, I don't know why we're talking about the Nets. Because f- are the Nets going to beat the 76ers? 
I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. You know, they like they look so good. All right. Um, they do. I mean, it's they just yeah. They've got shooters Doc all Rivers around. Knows how to coach. at the center. Doc Rivers coaching the crap out of that team. Mm-hmm. NBA got to stay healthy yeah. though. NBA is maybe top top two because I, I got you know Joe Kitch is there. Joe yeah. Kitch is around there, man. Uh, but top two. Yeah, definitely. Right. Center you know, the recipe for the six seventy six years success. You know, this season. I mean, in every recent season, but this season more than any, Joel Embiid's excellent play and the inability of the opponents to contain him. Honestly, he really he's improved his shooting. He's doing it all. He's just such a threat on so many levels um, and on defense. I mean, you can't write off his I mean shot blocking prowess and everything. So it's yeah, it's exciting to watch for sure. This Philly team, even though one of my least favorite teams, it's exciting least to watch. Cities. I was saying I was you. saying it tonight, and I think the house was pulling for the Lakers, but. It was just exciting to watch Philly there. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, like I'm saying, title contenders, man. We've been talking about the 76ers, even though we hate them, like, every single fucking week because they're just that fucking good. We don't know what else to talk about, man. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, what are we supposed to say? <laughs> like, shit. But, uh, yeah, moving forward, man, we got the uh, Bucks, number five. Um and they are actually the number one offensive rated team. Uh, don't know really much about them. I haven't really, you know, checked. Uh, all I know is that what they, I don't, I don't even know. They beat the Raptors like today. <laughs> um, yeah. um, you know, I keep, you know, I keep the Bucks here. You know, I think they're a really good team, second best team out of the East. I think with Giannis playing his type of game and. Drew Holiday is an upgrade over Bledsoe. You know, they'll cruise to a top seed in the East, I'm sure. Probably top three, probably. I mean, as the season would end today, it would probably, you know, what, Sixers one, Bucks two. I think that is a fair prediction for the end of the season, too, based on the current – or how the play's gone. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's they're a super high-powered offensive team with Giannis. He can – he's just – A freak, dude. Unguardable. A fucking I mean, freak, completely unguardable. Uh, can do it all. And they're definitely a very, you know, a very talented offensive team. So the Bucks are good. They're really good. I don't think anyone wants to put them at number one just because of their inability to, to beat competition when it matters, you know. And I don't think they've shown enough improvement to change that. So I agree with you, man. They stay five, man. Uh, I mean, like I said, I don't really know much about it. But, I mean, Giannis, Giannis is Giannis, man. He literally could – Make a run out of three peat for the MVP. He's a regular regular season fucking god. Yeah. Okay. Chris Middleton's looking good. Yeah. Drew Holiday is looking great on the team. I they have a great team. Um, you know, high powered offense, decent defense. Um, they're yeah, they they get it done. Uh, so yeah. I just leave them at five, man. I don't. I don't really know. Fuck, yeah. fuck the books. <laughs> yeah, fuck the books. Um, they cheat code. Yeah. Cheat code with Giannis, they're man. In the regular season, and they've uh, the kryptonite in the postseason is that they get dogged by the three pointer. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. Uh, bucks, bucks at five. <laughs> they can stay there. Facts. All right. Well, shit. That's the end of our NBA segment. I do got a question for y'all, the viewers. 
And for Garrett, man, what do you think is harder, a front flip or a back flip? You know, I don't know based on personal experience, except for being on a trampoline, but I'm going to say back or harder is front flip. I think back flip is probably easier, you know, um, maybe mentally the front flip seems easier, but I think in actuality, just the back flip is easier, you know. I, I agree, actually. I think the back flip can be done by anybody, but a front flip requires a lot of momentum and a lot of tuck, dude, that I'm just, I don't know about. Yeah. The only thing is the mental fear of landing on your skull yeah. for the back flip. For sure. Uh, or your neck. But, man, let us know. Let us know yeah how y'all feel about that um but you got anything else to say bro <laughs> um uh, no not really you know everybody make sure to take it easy have a good fucking week yeah man um pro bowl this weekend you know fuck the pro bowl yeah um, not not too exciting you whatever know? um super but bowl next weekend though that's what i'm saying uh, what i see tune into the next podcast brady yeah. We'll talk about that later next sure. week. Very exciting. Oh, very, yeah. Very exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Um, if you listen this right far, you obviously like this, right? So I don't know if you have yet. I mean, usually you do, right? Is you, you're going to go follow us on Spotify, right? If you're listening on Spotify or like our video if you're watching on YouTube, right? You should be ready to subscribe to us for no fucking reason. Like, yeah. I don't know why you haven't yet. Okay. And then leave a comment saying how dope we are. And um, yeah, that I smell good because I do smell good. All right. <laughs> and then, and then go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram uh, at the official meander, Twitter at official meander. That simple. All right. Just, just like two clicks, a couple, you know, taps on the phone, a couple clicks on the keyboard. Do your thing. All right, y'all. All right. But this is D. Do you know? All right, this is Garrett. Keep it sleazy. Hell yeah, man. We signing off. Peace. Deuces.